powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. <sighs> so I've been warned that Devils fans are grumpy, and I don't really know what they have to be grumpy about coming off of a game like this, heading into a five-game winning streak. You could be a Calgary Flames fan. Or you could be the guy that has to talk about the Calgary Flames after a game like that. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. And before we get started and go any further and we get upset because I'm sure there's a lot of Flames fans that aren't too thrilled right now, myself included, uh, let's let's talk about something uh, that can be happy, like betting and winning some money. And if you want to bet, you can do it at Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook, football continues the World Series is finished. It's on. It says it's ongoing, but it's actually finished. Houston won today, unfortunately. Happy for Dusty Baker, though. Uh, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Uh, head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Um, yeah, <laughs> so as you can hear me muttering over my words, by the way, I haven't even looked at the comment section yet. I've got no gripes with Devils fans whatsoever at all. So if there's Devils fans down below, just know, if anything, you guys should be on my side because I got pooed on on Twitter a while ago <laughs> for one of many things that I've put out. But um, I said of the teams that were rebuilding, I said that the New Jersey Devils were the closest to being one of those teams and being a competitive team. And here we are. They're on a five-game winning streak. They're atop of the uh, Metropolitan Division. They're beating good opponents. Maybe the Calgary Flames should have been better opponent tonight, but I digress. They're beating good teams. Um, so I am happy, obviously, for team. You want to see teams that have struggled and have been, you know, Devils fans, it's no secret, you haven't been great recently, right? That's not that's not much of a secret. Um, but you want to see parity in the league. You want to see teams getting better, uh, and the New Jersey Devils are one of those teams. But this isn't game over New Jersey. This is game over Calgary, and we're here to dissect the game that was for the Calgary Flames. A rough one from the Scotiabank Saddledome. We'll take you back to what happened early in this hockey game. It was a rough, uh, rough first period. I'm going to open up my old trusty notes because you guys know what I do here when it's just me on the show. And I'll, I'll be fully transparent. Did not book a guest today, but that's kind of a good thing because I feel like I would feel bad for the guest that we did have on because A, it was a terrible game. And B, I'm just grumpy. I'm just not happy. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm sad Adi today. Like... There's not a whole lot of good things that happened in this hockey game from a Calgary Flames perspective, except for their start, which is something that I wanted to talk about before we get into too much of the negatives. This is something that I think we've seen this team do time and time again, is start decently well. The Kadri goal, one nothing. The Flames are like, all right, they look like they're in the driver's seat here. This should be something good. Kadri with the goal on the doorstep, that uh, that puts them up one nothing. Things look great, and then it just starts to go downhill from there. And one of those things that, at least I was happy about, was seeing some normality back on the lines. We talked about it with Peter. Uh, I didn't unfortunately catch his call for the Nashville game since I was at that game. 
but I'm sure he talked about just how happy he was to see that the lines were still featuring top six, top six, excuse me, Milan Lucic and some panicky moves that we talked about from Daryl Sutter after the team kind of went on a bit of a, a slump and they're still on that slump. I don't think that they're, uh, they're particularly happy with their play. Uh, Zadorov again had another one of those games that was confusing to me. Again, we talked about it with Peter a couple games ago. Zadorov, uh, he has a goal tonight. He's thrown the body around, but I don't think it was particularly decent enough of a hockey game defensively for number 16 in red. And, you know, that's one of the main struggles that I think the Calgary Flames had tonight. Their blue line was poor. Michael Stone left this game. We know that. He's hurts. We don't know what's going on there. There's no Chris Tanev tonight. He's very well missed. And I want to touch a little bit later before we wrap the show up on Oliver Shillington and how greatly he's missed right now. And kind of talk about a few things that I'm seeing on Twitter from guys like Mike Gould, who who know the Calgary Wranglers very well. And it doesn't seem like there's very many uh, options to kind of fix that blue line. I mean, there's Nick Maloche, who I think might be... I don't know. He might be that guy. I, again, I'm not. I'm not a huge farm guy. I don't. I don't know everything about every prospect or everybody who's playing in the American Hockey League right now. Um, although I wish I did. Uh, then let's go back to the first period here. The Nathan Bastian goal. It was complete and utter dominance in the Flames' uh, own zone. Colossal collapse for the Calgary Flames in the D zone, which is something that kind of you're going to see as a recurring theme here as we recap this game. Just D-zone coverage was horrendous. The transition game was horrendous. The Flames just couldn't seem to make a crisp pass out of their own zone and begin that transition up ice, and it started from their own end. Um, and one of those things that, or one one player, excuse me, who definitely didn't have their best night as a member of the Calgary Flames was Connor Mackey. And he seemed to be a bit of the whipping boy tonight on Twitter. If you followed along on Calgary Flames Twitter, uh, a lot of people upset with the play of number three in red. And rightfully so. I don't think he had his best game. He was on the ice for the first three goals. And you could argue that of those three goals, he played a factor in why they uh, why they went in and why they beat Jacob Markstrom. So um, that's going to kind of lead us to our chat about what, is next on that blue line, especially with Tanev out with Stone, who has been decent to start the year, but now he's potentially out. We don't know exactly what the extent is uh, with him. I guess we'll find out. I'm sure they're probably talking right now, and you're probably watching me and listening to Daryl Sutter or whoever else in the press conference from the Saddle Dome. But I don't know what the what the move is. A lot of people joking that the Flames should go out and get a guy named Jacob Chikrin. You think the Flames should uh, the Flames should kick tires and see what the asking price is for a guy named Jacob Chikrin? What about a guy like oh wait Yusuf Alamaki? Hmm, would have been nice to have another option there. Hey, I digress. Uh, before we move on too much further, I'm gonna go back here and try to try to make some of these comments. So, uh, I'm, geez, there's a lot of people already here. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> everybody's everybody's chirping. Uh, the Devils, really. The Devils have won three cups. The Pitiful Flames, only one. I see things are great in the comments section uh, between Flames and 
and uh, and Devils fans. Uh, Mitch says, Flames made me lose my bet. That, my friend, is why you never bet on your own team, on your own favorite team. Never do that. It just leads to heartbreak. I say that as I do that constantly. Anyways, um, let's see here. That was probably the most concerning game so far this year. Flames are lucky they didn't lose 7 nothing. I would agree that a lot of things went really poorly for the Calgary Flames. And I think they should consider consider themselves very lucky that they were e- even able to escape that game with a point. Um, like I said, that first period, we kind of just recapped a little bit of it right there, was not good. The Calgary Flames looked horrendous. Quite frankly, were outplayed. Um, and, and one of the things about the Calgary Flames as of late, especially on this little skid that they're on, I find that if you're an opposing team, you kind of just have to play mediocre hockey. Like, I don't think the Devils, and this is no disrespect to the Devils, I don't think they played the best game that the New Jersey Devils could possibly play. Um, I think they played a good game. I think they played a, you know, average game. I don't think they were incredible. I think it was more so the Flames are just in this very bad slump and they're playing like shit, quite frankly. Um and, and that just speaks to what I wanted to say about if you're an opposing team, you kind of just have to play at this point against the Calgary Flames, mediocre hockey, because mediocre hockey is winning. The, the game against Nashville the other night, I don't think the Preds looked particularly well, but I do know for damn cer- certain that the Calgary Flames looked like dog shit. So um, that's, you know, kind of one of those things that I've been thinking about here. Uh, the Flames look good most of the game. They easily could have won. Happy my Devils pulled through. Maybe a little bit of luck. I could not disagree more with that comment. The Flames looked pretty bad for 40 minutes of that game. I don't think they looked particularly well in the third period. Uh, I think the second was their best. Um, and I don't think that uh, they could. They easily could have won this game. Uh, I, I Again, I, I, can't, uh, I can't disagree more with that one there. Uh, Mackie is the new haul. <laughs> We're not quite there yet because I don't think Connor Mackey... Connor Mackey's not in the lineup every single night. We, we, we've we seen him a little bit as of late because Chris Tanev's out. Um, but it's I don't think we're quite at Justin Hall level with Connor Mackey. Um, so we'll we'll pump the brakes on that one right now. At least he's only filling in for Tanev is, is the follow-up to that comment, which is correct. The Flames wouldn't have been that close if the Devil's D didn't misplay the pucks. Everson needs to pick it up uh, or they're... They're going to call someone up. Yeah, I can't comment too much on that. I haven't watched too much New Jersey Devils hockey this year. Um, But yeah, I mean, if Devils fans are saying that the Devils didn't even play their best game and they still looked that good against the Calgary Flames, I think that tells you everything you need to know about the way the Calgary Flames played tonight. Okay, a few more comments before we kind of move on here. Um... The Devils are not flying around like they normally do. If Sutter had never mixed up the lines, I wonder if the top line would have had more chemistry by now. I guess we'll never know. Um, Let's go Devils. Not one of the Devils' best games for sure. Hopefully they'll have their legs for the next one. Again, more Devils fans just coming in here and saying, look, even they recognize this wasn't the best game on their end, but they still come away with the win. And I think Calgary Flames fans and Flames should be lucky. Uh, The Devils were at 60%. They were definitely lucky to win. I disagree. I think they they probably should have won that game uh, like from the start. I think that the Flames played terrible. Uh, not lucky. Devils look good, but Flames had some good chances too. Yep, agree. What the heck happened with Backlund in that third was listening on my way home. It's a good point because I was watching that game and I was like, or that third period and I was like, okay, um, 
I haven't seen a whole lot of Michael Backlund out there. I don't know why he was benched or if he was benched, what the reasoning was there. I'm sure we'll find out more. I don't think Michael Backlund played a particularly bad game. Um, I think he was okay. I think he generated some chances the other way and and was kind of the only flame or the only forward for the Flames tonight who seemed to kind of give a shit in the transition game, which is something I mentioned early on that the Flames struggled with was moving out of their own zone and turning pucks over in the defensive zone while trying to transition the puck up the ice. And I think that led to a lot of chances for the New Jersey Devils who you don't want to give too many chances to guys like Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and Jesper Bratt, who's, you know, uh, there's this thing called, I think it's called, I think they're calling it the, the Bratt Pack or something like that. I see it making its rounds on Twitter right now. Um, all I know is how do you sign up for that? Because he's a treat to watch, man. Uh, people saying, what's the abbreviation? Jesper Bratt. Oh, God. I'm sure some Devils fans can let me know in the comment section what the uh, – or in the in the live chat, what the abbreviation is for the Jesper Bratt fan club, because uh, or whatever it is, the Bratt Pack. I've seen it going around Twitter, but either way, not a guy you want to uh, kind of leave that uh, leave that up to. A lot of people showing their love for Jesper Bratt. Yeah, Bratt's point streak is done. That's okay though. He's uh, he's still a heck of a player. Um, yeah, second period, Flames start on the penalty kill. Um, they end up getting a goal here in the most chaotic 2-on-0 I've ever seen in my life uh, with Hannafin and Toffoli, which turns into a second-chance goal from Elias Lindholm after they were initially robbed by Vitek Vanacek, which I thought, like, I was like, holy shit, like, this guy just made, like, a 10-bell save. And uh, then Hannafin was able to corral the puck and center it out front. It was a wide-open cage. Elias Lindholm uh, seals the deal there and scores the goal. And basically the only thing I said about the second period was that it was a much better second period. So there's not much really to add there. They, they, they played well. It was the Flames' best period in, uh, in my eyes there. And then moving on to the third period, all, this, all the note I have for the third period is, wow, Zadorov with a burst of speed on the rush and a fantastic saucer pass from Coleman to tie it at three. So that's the tying goal, which... Um, inevitably leads it to an overtime, which inevitably the Calgary Flames lose. So that was that was kind of my concern. Zadorov, we talked about it earlier on, just like, you know, great offensive awareness, drags his skate to stay on side, corrals that saucer pass. It was a beautiful outlet pass from their own end. Probably their best breakout of the whole game to get the puck up ice, two on one the other way. Coleman wastes no time, gets the puck on Zadorov's stick, and he finds the back of the net. Um, for his third goal, I believe, of the season, which he has more goals than Jonathan Huberto, which is kind of scary and concerning, but say la vie. Um, but yeah, that would tie the hockey game up. What else did I have for the third period? Uh, oh yeah, some chick in the stands got absolutely domed with a puck there. If anybody knows who that is, send her my best, because I think it was Blake Coleman had to go to the penalty box and grab a biosteel towel, throw it over the glass, and she was, uh, there, she was leaking a little bit, so... Uh, hope she's okay. You never like to see that happen, but uh, you, you could see Jonathan Huberto was a bit concerned as he went back over there and had a look, and and she looks to be okay, or she's hopefully okay. So all all the best to her from uh, from us at Game Over Calgary, um, and that leads us to the overtime where I think the Flames looked okay. Like again, they ha- they never really looked fantastic all night. Overtime comes along, 
They, you know, generate a little bit of offensive zone pressure. They turn the puck over. And then there's a penalty on Elias Lindholm for interference. And I've seen some people say that they don't think that was interference. I kind of could see it going either way. Um, He definitely got in the way. I don't even remember who drew the penalty. He got in their way clearly. Whether or not they sold it a little bit, good for them. They got a penalty out of it. They scored on the power play. They win the hockey game. Um, All I was waiting for, I don't even know who scored the overtime winner. I literally saw the puck go in, came down here, and was like, all right, I need to control my thoughts control my thoughts a little bit here and uh and go live and 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 do this show but I was just waiting for Dougie Hamilton because it would have just made perfect sense everything would have been right in the world if a former flame won the game in overtime after we saw Mark Jankowski score the opening goal of the game against Nash or yeah against Nashville after he was recalled by the Predators that morning so of course he scored and I thought for sure Dougie Hamilton. I'm pretty sure he had the primary assist on that goal. Okay, we're going to go through... Oh, here we go. Lots of comments here. Uh, J-B-I-T-B-P-I-T-N-H-L, which I'm pretty damn sure Jesper Bratt is the best player in the National Hockey League. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Um, and if I'm not... If, I, if that's not it, Devils fans... Uh, let me know in the comments. Starting to really think Toffoli is not a first-line player as this po- at this point. Uh, all I'm going to say is I haven't even looked to see what the next comments are, but I'm sure Robert has tuned you in. There is no Toffoli slander in this chat. I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it's tough for Tyler Toffoli because at times I think he shows flashes where he looks like he could be that guy. And you get all excited and you're like, you know what? That's the guy that the Calgary Flames went and traded for on Valentine's Day last year, who's going to lead them to the promised land, bring them a Stanley Cup. He's a Daryl guy. Lucic had his best year in L.A. playing with him. Um, And then you see flashes where it's like, holy shit, this guy can't even hardly skate anymore, let alone, you know, maintain possession of the puck. Like, it's there's really no in-between with Tyler Toffoli. I love the guy. I've always been a big Tyler Toffoli guy, even back to his days with the uh, with the Ottawa 67s. Um, I hope that that line figures it out. I think it would be beneficial and damn near critical for the Calgary Flames to try to figure something out on that top line because it's just not happening. Huberto's having a rough go, which in turn, Lindholm is having a rough go, but then you got to think about it too. Lindholm with two completely new line mates this year when he's used to playing with Goudreau and Kachuk, who all had career years last year. Um, Huberto coming into a completely new system, a completely new defensive structure, two line mates that shoot ways that he hasn't been used to playing with in the past. Like, there's a whole laundry list of things that factor into that top line not playing well. And all I can say is I hope to God that they figure it out because this team desperately, desperately, desperately needs that line to figure things out. And they possibly need another winger, but those guys don't grow on trees. We'll touch on that later. Uh, Back to the comments. Uh, I'm frustrated that we have Huberto, one of the best three-on-three players in the league, and he isn't playing with Lindholm and OT over to Foley. That is questionable coaching from Daryl. I would agree with that comment from Mitch. I think Huberto three-on-three... Probably the guy you go out there with over to Foley. Don't know exactly what the idea was there, but I digress. You can't really 
you know, we, we move on. There's nothing we can do about it now. Um, I do think that Sutter deserves a bit of criticism over this last little bit of uh, poor play, this stretch of time where the Flames have struggled. I don't think it's been his best coached games as a member of the Calgary Flames. He's still going to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's still going to go down as one of the best coaches of all time, if not, you know, he's going to be up there with among the uh, elite in the NHL, but not his best sample of work as of late. And I'm sure people will get upset. Um, what's up with Huberto? We kind of just talked about that. Sutter loves to Foley for better or for worse. Absolutely. He does. Um, I think Huberto didn't start the OT cause he was giving the puck away like crazy tonight. That's another good point. I don't think he had a great game. Uh, you know, he was turning pucks over a little bit. Zadorov did too, but so did Connor Mackey and a bunch of other guys. So it is what it is. Um, this is the Devils' first OT game. Got to think with their speed, they have the advantage at three on three. Probably. Yep. Oh, Zetterlin scored the OT winner. Did he not score earlier in the game as well? Um, let's see here. What else have we got? Lots of comments to catch up on. What matters most is the Flames tried their best. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I don't even think they did that. Um, he did score the last OT winner to be fair. I am. Yeah, he did. That's true. Uh, I'm so upset for the loss. So am I, please make Blake Coleman happy. We miss him so much. Devils fans. I got to tell you, there were a lot of people who kind of shit on Blake Coleman when he first came over. Um, oh, we're giving him 4.9 million and he's not putting up points. Like everybody thinks he should rah, rah. And it's like people who don't realize what Blake Coleman came in here to be, are upset because he's not putting up points that $4.9 million players, you know, traditionally would. But he does everything else so well, and I think he's such a good shutdown guy too. You're not going to find much Blake Coleman slander uh, from this guy is what I'm trying to say. Do you think if they play, if they pair Huberto with Kadri, it should fix it? Um, Well, no, because they did that already and it didn't work for two games. So... I, I don't know what it's going to take to get Huberto that kickstart that it looks like he so desperately needs. It's it's frustrating as hell because, you know, Flames fans have been through the ringer this offseason with losing Gaudreau for nothing and Kachuk saying he wants out. And the saving grace was the fact that Bradshaw Living was able to go out there and trade him to the Panthers for Huberto, Uyghur, Schwint, and a first. Um which was quite a package, but if you look at it now, Matthew Kachuk has got more points and is playing better or whatever than Jonathan Huberto is now. So I don't know what it's going to take for Huberto to get his ass in gear, for lack of a better term, but I hope to God it happens soon. I know these things take time, but God damn, am I ever getting impatient with what I'm wanting to see and what everybody's wanting to see from Jonathan Huberto this season. So it's frustrating, but I do understand these things take time. It's a new change of scenery. It's a new everything. It's it's a lot of things. A lot of things are different. So I hope to God that it, uh, it, uh, it, it gets, you know, gets going sooner than later. Uh, Hubie just needs to play his game. Feels like he's overthinking, gripping the stick a bit too hard. Totally agree. I think that it might be between his ears a little bit too. Um, you know, he knows we all know he's struggling. Damn it. He knows he's struggling too. So it's got to be, you know, weighing on him. And and, it, and you'd think that uh, you'd think that he definitely, uh, he feels that as well. How much is a Flames hoodie and jersey? Oh, geez. Good question. I have no idea. 
I don't know what a jersey's going for these days, and I, I can't. I don't even know if I own a Flames hoodie. So uh, check the team store. That would be my best recommendation. I will not accept any Blake Coleman slander. Dude played his heart out for a good, god awful Devils team for years. Facts. Uh, Flames played pretty well. Both teams look crappy at times. It was real close. You guys give us fits way more than Edmonton or anyone else did. Yeah, that was. Uh, I guess that was true. But on on the other hand of that, I guess I don't know. The Flames also didn't look very good. I I just don't. I'm tired of the, you know, oh the Flames tried their best or oh they looked okay or oh this was a great period. I just. I I I know this team's better, and it just seems like it's it's just excuses. Um, a much needed road trip is on the horizon for this team, and and a lot of people in the media in this market are saying, "Oh, well, it's such a it's a cop out that you know everybody's saying they need this road trip." Um, they went seven and zero on their last homestand last season. And that's essentially what nailed the co- it was the nail in the coffin for them winning the division. Blah blah blah. Nobody's at least nobody here. I'm not saying that a road trip's going to solve all the world's problems. I just do think that you know I'm not I'm not saying they're going to sweep their 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 road trip here. I just think that you know you get out of the you get out of the city. You forget about this place. You go out on the road with the boys. You know, you have a good time, you hang out with the fellas, and 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 you get closer as a team, especially for these new guys coming in. Um, I just, I, I'm not saying that they need this for the wins and losses. I think they need this mentally and and to get closer as a team and 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 grow as teammates. I, like I don't know, I'm I'm not making the excuse that I think they need to play on the road and they're going to be much better on the road than they are at home. I just think that. From a mental side of things, a road trip can definitely help. I talked about it before. The Pittsburgh Penguins used to do it. I don't know if they did it this year. Every time they come out west, they do a team trip to Banff. They do a practice out there. Um, they spend some time in the mountains. They they get their mind off things. They go have nice meals. I just think stuff like that is it's the intangibles. It's the thing that's important. So, um, again, not saying it's going to solve all the world's problems, but definitely could be happy. Um no, no, you gotta say it like Steve if you work for people. Yeah, people in the media. Uh, no, I'm. No, I can't do Steve voice very well. I don't think I could do it well at all. He gets awfully like high pitched, and I know I don't have the deepest of voices, but like, I I can't reach that tone. Like I feel like Steve can only hit the Steve tone, and I don't think I can. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not Steve. I can't do that. I can't do the Steve, man. I'm just Audie. Why can't people just... I'm just Audie. And I know you're just teasing, Nate. Um, Canucks lose to Ducks in a shootout, or was it the Preds? I believe they played the Preds. Um, Canucks lost in the shootout, and the Oilers lost 6-2. So Flames are far... Or more... Sorry, Flames are better than the Oilers and Canucks. Yeah, I don't know if that's true right now. We'll We'll see. Um, Steve says, always like the flames as my Western team. Good luck after our next one. Hope to see you in the playoffs. If the devils can keep it going. I hope so too. Quote it. I'm just Audie, just Audie. LOL. Steve sounds like a tea kettle sometimes. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, so yeah, I mean, to, to, to wrap this thing up and kind of put a bow on how I'm feeling, how I'm sure a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of flames fans in general are feeling. I think just frustrated because we know what this team is capable of. 
we know the talent that was brought in to replace players that have left and gone on for greener pastures. We know what this team can be under the head coach. We know the expectations this team has. Maybe that's something that's kind of playing into it as well. But we know all these things, and the team goes on a bit of a slump, and everybody sounds the alarms. I get it. We're 10 games into the regular season. It's, you know, it's going to happen. Skids like this, I'll tell you right now, I'd rather a skid like this happen now, early in the year, figure your shit out, and then the rest of the year you don't really run into something like that, then have it happen at the end of the year when you're maybe fighting for a playoff spot or you're maybe fighting for home ice and it comes down to some games where you're on a bit of a skid and you lose out on that and then you lose out on that in the playoffs. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I would rather get this out of the way now than have to worry about it later down the line when the stakes could be even higher, when everybody's kind of trying to figure things out right now. The Flames are not the only team that are struggling. The Penguins had a hot start. They're shit in the bed right now. Um, I'm trying to think of other teams that that started out well. I know the Leafs have had their troubles. I'm not trying to bite the hand that feeds, but it's no secret the Leafs have had their problems. Um, and now they are out with they're without Samsonov now, and and they signed some other Italian guy that I don't know. But um, what I'm trying to say is, the Flames. I think the Flames will be just fine. And I'm dramatic. Everybody's dramatic. We all sound the alarms and the panic bells and whistles and all that stuff. And uh, and things end up being just okay. All right. Let's quickly uh, before we <laughs> before we round out. Yes, game over merch. Shout out. This is the actually the Game Over Montreal robot because I didn't at the time the Game Over Calgary robot didn't exist. This guy right here. Oh my god. Where is my What is spatial sense? What is spatial sense? This guy right here. Holy shit. I'm I'm struggling. That guy didn't exist yet if you're watching on playback the Game Over Calgary robot. Um so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick up one that's as close to Calgary as it can be. It's a red robot. Then I find out that's uh, that's Andrew Berkshire's property. So now I got some Game Over Montreal stickers as well as my Game Over Montreal uh, hoodie. So I'll have to pick up a Game Over Calgary one if they're even on the merch shop yet. But whatever, we can find that out. Wrapping things up, having a look at the remainder of the comments section. Uh, Olivia says Canucks versus Flames in round one. That'd be crazy. I live in Viking, Alberta, but I cheer for the Flames. My favorite player is Darnell Nurse, who plays for the Oilers, and he scored today. I am happy for you, Smokey Dan. Um, and Nate, yeah, how can we get those awesome Game Over hoodies? It's getting snowy in Southern Alberta, and that would look good on lots of us. And then Robert comes in with the Game Over merch link. Yes, if you want to pick up your very own Game Over. And it's not only just any hoodie. It's, like, super comfy. It's champion, like, branded. I don't know if you're, like, brand snobs or not but like i hear champions trendy it's warm as fuck it's it's comfy as hell um i'm a big fan i'm a big fan so if you want to get some nice merch head over to the uh link that nate provided uh i want to hear what steve will sound like on tonight's lfr with samsonov leaving because of injury he was just worrying about that on a recent sdp yes i did listen to that sdp as well um robert has the gray as well it's great and yes, head over to sdpnshop.ca. Shillington, 10, Evan Stone out. I can go for some champion gear. Yes, we will miss. Um, we miss Tanev. Hopefully he's back soon. Stone, hope to God he's okay. And I didn't even touch on Shillington. We'll save it for another time as we put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. The Calgary Flames fall in overtime to the New Jersey Devils. And they look to head out on the road here 
make something better happen with uh, with everything going on. Look, let's not panic. We can take a deep breath. I'm just as guilty as everybody else for sounding the panic alarms. This team will be just fine. I'm confident in that. Uh, thank you, as always, to our producer, or producer, mod, whatever you are. Robert, the, the jack of all trades, the one who has the blue wrench in the chat. Uh, great guy. Great guy. Does everything for us here. Shout out to Robert. So before we leave, everybody spam. Thank you, Robert, in the chat for everything that he does for us here at SDPN and for us here at Game Over. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. If you did enjoy it, please be sure to hit the thumbs up on the YouTubes and hit the subscribes on the SDPN account. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, whatever podcatcher you're listening on. Uh, what else are we missing? Give us a rate. Give us a thumbs up. All that good stuff. Make us look nice. Make us look pretty. This has been Game Over Calgary. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you at the next Flames game. See you later.